0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Your Pocket Sailing Instructor. I'm Penny. I'm excited to have you join me today. Um, I'm trying something a little new today. Since New Year, new tools, I am doing a video recording for this podcast. So uh, hopefully not too many of you watch it <laughs> uh, as I get organized here and figure out my background and just everything that goes along with having a video camera staring at me. So I will try not to have it throw me off too much. But anyways, I hope that you have had a wonderful to the year uh whether or not you celebrate christmas i hope that you got a little bit of a break uh maybe you had uh, to work but hopefully it was a little bit quieter with without having people around Uh, or maybe you got some time off and some time to spend with family friends loved ones all that good stuff so um, i hope that uh, the end of 2023 was everything that you hoped it could be and uh starting off 2024 i hope that things are starting off on the right foot for you uh, and One of the things that I'm going to talk about here today is uh, kind of a little bit of a jump start for 2024. So just some ideas and some simple ways that you can uh, increase your seamanship toolbox. I talk about that quite often in the uh, podcast episodes, but different ways that you can increase your knowledge, uh, learn some new things, uh, learn some new knots, all that kind of stuff. So what I've done is I've basically come up with five different areas that I think are part of your overall seamanship toolbox, and I'm going to talk about kind of my top one or two Things in each of these areas that you could think about uh, focusing on for this year or even just to to give you something new to try or to do or to read. I have a couple books as well um, just to keep you going throughout this winter. It's winter for us anyway here in Canada and in Nelson. And I'm actually wearing a toque today because it's quite cold. Um, but yeah, so just some different ideas to help kick off the year for you. So Without further ado, let's get started. So my first um, category that I have here is some books and some reading motivation for you. So one book that really left an impression for me is called Left for Dead. Um, And this was written, uh, co-authored with uh, Sinead O'Brien and Nick Ward. So Nick is the sailor that this memoir is basically about. And um, basically Nick was a part of the 1979 Fastnet race. And so if you follow... Uh, boating in general, racing offshore. You've probably heard of the 1979 FastNet race. Um, It was considered to be one of the worst uh, offshore race nautical disasters of our time. Um, And it actually brought on a lot of changes and upgrades and I don't want to say good like a lot of good ended up coming out of what happened which unfortunately but uh basically because of what happened we had to take a look at what we were doing on boats some of the safety gear that we have on our boats and is it really meeting our requirements and is it doing what it needs to do so that aside a bit of a sidebar there but um so this is nick's story and basically what happened nick was on uh, the boat called grimalkin And if you've heard, again, heard of the race, you know that Grimalkin, unfortunately, was one of the boats that did succumb to the storm that hit them. And uh, the boat sank and lives were lost, unfortunately. Um, And fortunately for Nick, he was not one of the people who ended up uh, perishing during the storm. But it is his story uh, about how he was actually left behind. So uh, it's it's a pretty uh, interesting read. Again, I don't want to give away too much and and tell you too much about the story, but uh, definitely a great read. I was not able to source a hard copy of the book. I believe I just borrowed a copy from the library, but I have seen it on audiobook as well. Um, And again, just a, a really good, good overall book that I would highly suggest if you're looking for something really something to really... Get your teeth into if that is a little too uh intense for you i get it uh you might want to go with something a little bit uh classic which would be the curve of time see if i can bring this over here and the curve of time this one is a, a great classic wiley, wiley blanchett's book i actually uh, managed to score a 50th anniversary edition recently and I had never read the book. I had heard of the book, uh, but I read it for the first time last year. And it's just a really great uh, adventure story of uh, basically Wiley who took her kids and and went off on a sailing adventure uh, on her own. And this is, again, back in a time when there was no GPS. Uh, there were a lot of outdated charts, if there was a chart at all. And a lot of the navigation that they were doing um, really was by sight. So she would have the kids up on the bow and they were trying to figure out if there's enough water under the keel as they went into a certain anchorage and, and just really um, just bare bones kind of sailing, just good old sailing. So uh, that's a really uh, great heartwarming book to read as well. So those would be my two kind of recommendations. One a little bit heavier, one a little bit lighter, but something to keep you in the sailing sphere and to keep you uh, entertained and thinking about sailing. Over these uh, cold months. So, my next area is knots. As you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I love knots. I talk about knots a lot. Um, and I'm actually brushing up and finishing a 10 knot challenge. So, I will let you guys know when that is available. But I've pulled out 10 different knots that I use frequently. Uh, And I'm putting together kind of daily emails and photos, videos, that kind of thing to show you how to tie those knots. So uh, that will be finishing up in the next week or so. But um, if you've heard me talk about knots on the podcast, you have heard me talk specifically about the rolling hitch. So this is the rolling hitch here that I'm going to show to the camera, if you guys can see that. This is one of my favorite knots, Um, definitely should be part of your seamanship uh, toolbox. It is a knot that is quick to tie, uh, it's reliable, and the idea with the knot is that it will actually um, hold tension when you're trying to pull on it. So if I pull against this knot, I have this knot currently tied um, around a rope. So I have one rope tied around another rope, and when I pull on the rope that has the knot, um, it doesn't slide on the other line so this one i've talked about in previous episodes specifically uh how it has saved my butt with uh having an override on your winch for your jib sheets so with your jib sheet um, if somebody puts too many wraps or if something gets fouled in with the jib sheet when you are winching the line Uh, you might need to figure out a way to give yourself some slack so that you can untangle that winch. So again, being a sailing school and an instructor and having new people on my boat a lot, sometimes this does happen. Not very often. I've only had to use this knot in an emergency twice, but it has definitely saved me from having to cut, basically cut my uh, jib sheets, which would really not be great, (laughs) I would rather keep those the way that they are uh, and continue using my jib sheets. So, the rolling hitch definitely a great knot to know. As far as how to learn how to tie it, I have talked about a website called Animated Knots. So, that one I would highly recommend. I have several different knot books. This one is actually one of my favorites. It's called The Ultimate Encyclopedia of Knots and Rope Work. Um, And it just has really great illustrations, uh, very clear to see each knot is in there. It's, It's quite simple. If you want to get into a little bit more background about knots and you want to learn about some of the variety and the history, where knots come from, as well as different types of rope and things that you would tie knots on, then you could look at getting the Ashley book of knots. So this is kind of the holy grail of knots. It is a quite a large book, as you can see here. And, uh, basically what I have found is that each knot probably has a good, oh my gosh, 20 to 30 variations in this book. So there are a lot of options and different ways that you could tie a particular knot. So uh, that one is pretty fun. And I've actually been pulling out information from this book to include in my 10 knot challenge. So to give you a little bit of a history on the knots, where they came from, who used them, what they used them for, all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, just to add a little bit of extra fun in there. So that would be my knot. My top knot for you to learn for 2024 is the rolling hitch. You will definitely not regret learning that knot. The next thing I have on here is a navigation uh, skill for you to master. Um, So if you have not taken a navigation course yet, I would highly recommend a navigation course, basic navigation or coastal navigation, uh, even something that has a combination with um, GPS type navigation, because as we know, we all use Navionics and different GPS type systems now for our navigation and we match those up with our charts. Um, But one of the things that I really think everybody needs to master is taking a fix and not only taking a fix, but plotting your fix quickly. So you should be able to take a fix on a stationary object. For instance, let's say you're passing a a lighthouse, you would have your handheld compass, you would take your fix, you take that number, you go down below and you plot your fix. I would say within a minute to two minutes of you taking that fix. So easy to say when you're in a classroom, or I should say easy to do when you're in a classroom, or in a a non moving environment, basically, when you're not on a boat, and you're practicing maybe at home, or you're just playing around with your charts, a little bit of a different story when you are out on the water, and the boat is healing. you might have spray. You might have crew that you have to work around as well. So there's been plenty of times where I have gone to take a fix on an object and I've gotten myself set up. And then for whatever reason, we need to tack or we need to alter the sails or alter our course or do something. and I have to move out of the way because the crew, there's another crew member who needs to, you know, haul in a sheet or something like that. So that's something to think of as well, is that when you're on the boat, not only are you dealing with a moving boat, you have crew as well. And you also have all of your foul weather gear potentially on, or you might have gloves. And so there's a, potentially a lot of things going on to think about. So the more often and the more varied sorry, (laughs) varied the uh, environment and circumstances when you can practice taking a fix, then uh, the better you will get at it. So as far as trying to practice this um, kind of in the comfort of your home and make it a little more realistic, I've (laughs) kind of come up with some goofy ideas. Um, One idea would be to have your partner, your spouse, kids, whoever, maybe a room in your house and hang things off of the wall. It could be like sticky notes, for instance, have sticky notes on the wall. And then what you want to do is position yourself in different places around the room with your handheld compass and practice taking fixes off of those sticky notes. Now, to make that a little bit harder, you can have your partner, spouse or whoever um, get you to stand on different things or different surfaces. So taking a fix when you are standing on a hardwood floor would be very different from trying to take a fix when you are standing on a couch, for instance, or even just taking a couple of the couch cushions off of your couch and putting them on the floor and standing on those. And again, trying to have your handheld compass, try to steady the compass while you're looking at the sheet of paper on the wall, the X marks the spot, whatever, and trying to take your fix. So that's kind of just a fun way to challenge yourself and to get used to using the handheld compass. I would definitely recommend putting on your foul weather gear, have, at least have your jacket on. And if you wear gloves, maybe have your gloves on just to try and simulate kind of the environment. So a little bit of a hairbrained. Example there for you as far as something that you can work on and, and play with. But uh, if you can try to make that particular uh, situation as realistic as possible, I think that that will really benefit you in the long run. And being able, again, to plot a fix really quickly when you're on the boat is a really key uh, skill to have. Your skipper will definitely appreciate having somebody that can do that quickly. So Uh, Moving along to my next category, I have here sail trim. So sail trim is not um, something that you would think of being able to work on in the off season or uh, something to be reading about necessarily. It's probably more something that you want to physically do while you are on the boat. But one of the things that I think people really can dial in on is their ticklers. So ticklers, I have mentioned previously, um, they are on, I'm going to talk specifically about the foresail. So they are along the luff of the foresail, usually about a foot off of the luff. And you have one on the windward side and one on the leeward side of the sail. You'll have a usually a red one on port and a green one on the starboard side of the sail. So they're different colors as well. Um, And the idea with the ticklers is that they allow you to fine tune your sail and they are measuring the pressure of the wind on either side of your sail. So when your sail is trimmed properly, correctly and is Great. Everything's going well. Those ticklers should be flying straight back together. I call it dancing. So if my ticklers are not dancing together, then there's something wrong. If they're hanging down, then it means I have gone away from the wind tube too much. The boat has bared away too much and I need to head up and I need to get them dancing together again. Um, Sometimes you have one side that's not working and the other and so on. So I kind of describe that to my students. Now in the off season, one of the things that you can do is thanks to the internet and the availability of all kinds of information. Um, On YouTube, you can definitely find all kinds of really great informational videos um, about how to look at your ticklers and how to read your ticklers so that when you're on the water and you're on your own boat, you will be able to um, trim your sail as efficiently and as effectively as possible. So um, that is what you can do as far as watching videos. There are also different blog posts and stuff as well. And then I also have this book that I uh, will reference for performance sailing. So it's called Performance Sailing and Racing. All you need to know to sail faster and smarter and so in here they talk a lot about sail trim and specifically there's a whole section on the ticklers for the foresail you also do have ticklers on your main sail. and some people will call them telltales the way that i was taught was ticklers are on the sail because they tickle the sail and then telltales are usually the pieces of yarn that you can tie off to your shrouds so uh those are a little tip as well i always suggest that my students put yarn or some sort of light fabric on their shrouds. And that is basically your wind indicator. I did a whole episode on wind indicator hacks, I think. I can't remember if it was a technical Tuesday thing or if it was uh, just a regular episode, uh, but definitely worthwhile to have a bit of a listen to that one because I go into more detail about sail trim and trimming your sails specifically with your wind indicators and your ticklers and the difference between them. So so this is a, a book that would be a good reference as well as far as looking at different sail trim and trimming techniques. I would also suggest looking up Up uh, for mainsail trimming your Cunningham and learning about what the Cunningham does, how it will tighten your luff and affects the draft of your sail. And then also your outhaul on your mainsail. So the outhaul will pull the foot of the sail out, making the foot nice and tight. Um, And just kind of having a look about or look. For and reading about um, some of the theories and the background information on sail trim and how to properly read your sails. So that is definitely a top seamanship technique in my books, something that is basically something that you can always learn from and learn something new and, and, and further develop. I find whenever I get out on the boat, I'm always watching the sails, watching the wind, and then trying to make sure I'm maximizing both of those together. So, and the last, uh, seamanship thing that I have here is, uh, it's a skill for you to think about, uh, as a skipper and somebody who has access to their own boat, or has access to a boat that you can use regularly. Uh, And this has to do with a specific docking maneuver. So a lot of people um, will be nervous, or I don't want to say overthink, but you know, we tend to get into our own heads about things sometimes. And docking seems to be one of those areas where people tend to kind of get a little bit worried or uh, they tend to overthink and it happens to everybody happens to me sometimes if something doesn't feel right or if I'm in a new area I'm not familiar with, I'm def- I'm going to be more uncomfortable as well. But so this particular maneuver, it's, it's springing off of the dock. So the idea of springing off or even onto a dock, but I'm going to suggest you master springing off of the dock first um, is the idea that you are preparing to leave the dock but your wind is hitting you on the beam. So in this case, you would be basically along a long dock, let's say, maybe you're uh, docked at a city pier or something like that, you might have a boat in front of you, you might have a boat behind you, so you basically have to figure out how to get your boat off of the dock while the wind is pushing you on the dock, and you only have basically your own boat length to do it. So springing off is a great uh, skill to use and it's very hard for me to try and describe. So I am going to put in the show notes some ideas, uh, some videos that I have found that other people have done kind of describing the maneuver and um, basically how to properly execute the maneuver. But it is definitely something that you should add into your uh, seamanship toolbox. And I am going to do another episode on docking and on specific ways to get in and out of uh, certain areas And also talking a bit more about uh, close quarter maneuvering. Quite a few of you have asked me to talk a little bit more about that. And I will definitely uh, dig into that and do a bit more on that. So those are the five kind of uh, New Year's areas, I guess I would call. um, Things that I suggest that you... Kind of have a look at depending on if you are looking to increase your sailing knowledge, work on some seamanship skills and some things in the off season to kind of keep you motivated and thinking about sailing and moving in the right direction and continuing to learn more and more uh, about our great sport. And these are definitely all skills and things that are definitely not going to have you moving backwards. They're going to propel you forwards as far as your skills and your abilities when you're out on the boat. So hopefully you find some of those helpful. And once again, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that the video doesn't throw anybody off too much. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again next week. Bye.